Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's Halloween, but there is nothing scarier than the thing that lives at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And it's also the one day of the year wearing a mask still makes sense. It's all tricks and no treats in Brandon's America, but let's make the most of it because the show starts now. It is All Hallows' Eve, and legend has it today is the one day the souls of the dead return to Earth while the souls of those who die during the year cross over to the other world. But you know what they say, evil never dies, and there are plenty of things more haunting today than the souls of the dead who may or may not be among us. So let's start with the ultimate haunted house, the spirit Halloween of D.C., the most ominous, dangerous, and zombie-like entity we have to contend with for another 812 days. Brandon. And by the way, if they do, that means not a joke, everybody. That's why we were defeated in, in 2018 when they tried to do it. We went to 54 states. And just like the Sanderson sisters of Hocus Pocus, he also smells children. Now, you wouldn't think a geriatric man who doesn't know where he is, what he is, or how many states we have in the USA would be that scary. But one look at inflation, gas prices, the open border, crime, and everything else he's managed to fudge up, and it's obvious he is the scariest thing to ever happen to this country, at least so far. I'm sure the Democrats are Frankensteining up some other winners that could be worse, so stay tuned. Like her, for example, the czar of all things, master of literally none, Kamala. So here's the thing. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just... There's something about the, and, and most of us, many of us went to school on the yellow school bus, right? And it's part of, it's part of our, our experience growing up. It's part of, a, you know, a nostalgia and a memory. Well, the good news is her political career is on life support right now. With a little luck and 812 days, she will be gone too. We can only hope. Because we already have the political equivalent of an unwanted Christmas fruitcake that just will never ever mount her broom and fly away, no matter how many times she loses. Ladies and gents, the Grim Reaper of emails Benghazi and Bill's libido, the scariest thing to ever wedge into a monochromatic pantsuit. Hello, Indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that <laughs> is keeping me up at night. And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. Well, damn, Hillary, that sounds pretty insurrectionist of you. That woman, my God, she's what nightmares are made of. She's the original Sanderson sister, and I'd like to get my hands on the person who lit her black flame candle. Because we, like Bill, will forever be cursed with Hillary. She's the Michael Myers of politics, and every time I see her face, it feels like Halloween, and not in a good way.
But up next, I don't know what they can do about Hillary, but I do have two real-life paranormal experts joining me next, so stay tuned. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. So I'll be honest, nowadays when I think of paranormal, the first thing I think of is a stupid time between 2020 and 2022 where we lived under COVID tyranny. But my next guests are experts on the real life, or should I say real dead paranormal activities that could be haunting you right now. Because for 11 years, they've been traveling the country to investigate the most haunted locations. Joining me now are paranormal investigators Jeff Atkins and Todd Bonner. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for being here on what I'm sure is a very active day in your world, Halloween, of course. Our pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Happy Halloween. uh, Happy Halloween. Okay, so I I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. I will admit when it comes to paranormal activities, I'm somewhat of a skeptic, but I know that you guys have seen it all. You've experienced it all. You investigate it. So just so we can lay the groundwork here, what is a paranormal investigation? What does that entail? Well, the thing about the paranormal world, and I think everyone needs to have a healthy dose of skepticism. Not everything that seems paranormal necessarily is. A lot of things can be debunked, um, you know, explained scientifically. But we'll spend a lot of time in a location, um, sometimes completely overnight. We'll take lots of photo and video and audio, and we'll review all that and see if anything unusual happened. Then, of course, sometimes things happen right there in the moment. Um, But we'll use different types of devices. And, I mean, to be a real believer in the paranormal world, I think people really have to have their own experiences. Yeah, no, certainly. And I know you guys have dealt with a lot of people that have brought you in saying that things are amiss. Things have gone awry. They feel like there's some kind of entity in their home. What would you guys say the percentage is of when you go investigate that you actually come up with something that these feelings, these premonitions that these homeowners are having are actually legitimate and there is something in their home? Well, I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. And um, fortunately, or I guess you can say, unfortunately, we've captured a lot of paranormal activity at numerous locations across the United States. And we focus a lot in Michigan. Um, you know, people sometimes are afraid of this stuff. And, and Jeff and I's experience, we've never dealt with anything demonic. I know that's on TV and the movies a lot. We've dealt with some bad energies, but I think a haunting necessarily isn't a bad thing. You know, a lot of times it's a loved one trying to let the other loved one know that they're okay. You know, they're so upset or distraught over their passing, um, just different things like that. But um, yeah, like Jeff said, skepticism is nice. 
And I think we we both have that because you hear so many different stories of people's paranormal experiences or ghost stories. And I think for us, it's we want to experience it for ourselves to really judge if it's really truly paranormal activity. Well, I can tell you this. If I die before my husband, I will most definitely be haunting him until the day that he dies. And really, everybody else, I think it'd be so much fun to haunt people. In fact, I'm really looking forward to it someday. But I wonder, though, when you do find some kind of entity, and it is a dark entity, are you guys able to exercise it or to drive it out? What is the method of getting rid of something like this if you're able to? Yeah, so we, um, you know, like like Todd said, we've been to, at this point, hundreds of locations across the country. Um, we have done some regular homes. We don't do a ton of regular homes because really it's impossible to say, I think, if, if you've completely moved something on. There are some folks that sort of uh, specialize in that, helping spirits cross over and cleanse it, but they could end up coming back. Um, you know, it, it's, I, don't, I wouldn't say that we necessarily focus on um, exercising a home. Gotcha. Well, I do want to hear some of those stories because I know I've had a chance to listen to, to a few of them that you've had. And you guys have actually had not only investigating experiences, but you've had your own experiences where something has followed you. Now, I'm dying to hear about this. Please tell me this story. Yeah. So we went to a place in Indiana called Randolph County Infirmary in November of 2016. And we investigated and we had a few experiences there, but nothing too crazy. Then we got home and for a week, everything was pretty quiet. And I'm somebody that when I wake up, I'm very lucid. And I looked at my phone. I woke up in the middle of the night. It was 3.57 a.m. And I looked at the hallway that leaded in, into my bedroom. And I could see this black silhouette my size as clearly as I'm seeing you all right now. Um, and it was coming down the hallway towards me. I could see through it into my kitchen. I'm not too proud to tell you that I screamed and jumped up. And the worst part was I had to go towards it to get to the door and get out of my room. Um, you know, I looked over my shoulder, it was gone. I, my hands were shaking. Um, I told myself it was a dream and eventually, believe it or not, I got back to sleep. Um, next day, you know, I was going out with friends. My car battery died, which is not necessarily paranormal, but I got a jump and went home. Um, I was, I got in the shower, got out of the shower. My bathroom door was locked, but I lived alone. I never locked the bathroom door. So I called Todd the next day and told him what was going on. And Todd, you can tell him uh, what you told me. So, so Jeff called me and said, I know this sounds insane and it's crazy because we had never experienced this type of um, haunting, I guess. So he started telling me what happened and the same thing happened to me. So the previous night around 3.15 in the morning, I woke up and there was a shadow figure over my bed. Now, my kids were home. I didn't want to bring anything home. So I kind of just rationalized and forced myself to think, well, it's a hoodie or a shirt hanging on my door, which I knew it wasn't because I could feel the presence in my room. Um, Two days later, I went to go to work at a brand new Dodge Ram truck, went to go start it, dead, dead battery. So I called the dealership. They said, well, it's, it could happen. It doesn't usually happen. And then I had like other weird things happen around my house. I guess it sounds stupid, but I heard things running up in my attic, running all around. I went up in the upstairs, looked, my girlfriend went up there and looked and nothing came back down. Same thing, running all through the house. So we kind of put those two things together. And I was feeling weird that week, like um, I don't know, kind of drained, I guess was the feeling I can explain it to people, just overly tired and not no motivation. And I'm, and Jeff and I both are not, we're like go-getters, you know what I mean? We're always doing something. So it was just an odd feeling. And then, but you kind of put that together and then we came back from Randolph, it kind of made sense. And then to add to that too, um, just to, to build on that point that something can leave and come back. We talked to our friend, a really good psychic medium, Brandy Marie and some other folks about what I should do and what Todd should do. And we got all kinds of advice, anything from saging with a certain prayer to putting down black salt and then vacuuming it up and lots of other things. And we did that. And for about a month, everything was quiet. 
And then on December 30th, 2016, I was going out with some friends uh, downtown. And as soon as I reached my door handle to leave, my TV in my room turned on. And it's a Samsung, so it plays that jingle when it turns on. So I stopped and went back inside, tried to talk to it, shut the TV off, and it wouldn't. So I shut it off. But the feeling I got was that it was trying to stop me from leaving. So I went out anyway, and I'm at a little place downtown with some friends. My coat's in the back of my chair. I'm walking around talking to people. Well, my coat got stolen. I had my wallet, my car keys, my coat, December, Michigan, very cold. And I always thought I was trying to stop that from happening. So I don't think it was like a malevolent energy that was following me, but something was following me. And then interestingly, from then until September of 2017, periodically, I would get this fog over my eyes and pictures. And it would always be thicker over the left eye and thinner over the right eye. And it would come and go. So one day it would be there and it'd be in every picture. And then the next day it wouldn't. Then next week it would be back. And this continued for all that time. And then um, in September 2017, we were using a device uh, called a spirit box. It's basically a hacked radio allows us to communicate in real time. And I asked if that spirit was with me. And this female voice came through and said, it's done. Just very clearly said, it's done. And I probably took hundreds of pictures after that, looking for that fog. It never came back. Wow. Uh, I know that you Tommy, say that we're not we're not crazy. We're not crazy. We're normal pe people. I know that story sounds crazy, but we're actually really normal. It's just a crazy thing happened to us. No, I think that that's what's the most terrifying part of it is that something that could follow you home, not not necessarily yeah. living in a haunted home, but that you could be somewhere and something could attach to you, whether it's good or bad. I don't care if it's, you know, trying to save me or whatever. I, I don't want anything attached to me. What do you tell people that hear your story and then they are now terrified that they're going to have some kind of entity following them around? Is there any way to prevent something like that? Is there a certain scent, a certain color, a certain vibe you have to give off to let the souls and the spirits know that you don't want any of it? I think the spirit world is really all around us. You know, we go to places that have all these, you know, reported happenings. I think sometimes it's more apparent in those places, but really it's everywhere. Um, and, you know, something could be following somebody, even if they're not an investigator, even if they're not trying to, you know, make contact with that. But if someone's concerned about the space in their home, cleansing it, there's all kinds of tips online. Um, just, just look up ways to cleanse negative energy from a home. Anything from saging with certain prayers, there's all kinds of belief systems, having certain stones in there that provoke that um, promote positive energy and grounding, like, like black hematite, black tourmaline, crystals. Um, there, there's a lot that people can do to kind of make their space, um, you know, free of that energy. And to piggyback on what Jeff's saying, I think a lot of it has to do with your yourself, self-care, you know, taking care of yourself, your mind, body, and soul. And you can overcome things like this. At the end of the day, you're still more powerful and stronger than any kind of ghost or energy or spirit, at least the ones that we've encountered. So I'm wondering about spirits, too, just to kind of go back to some of your investigations. You said that you do, obviously, a lot of landmarks, not so much personal homes. But is there some kind of a soul or a death that usually causes a spirit to hang around? You know, they talk about people that die in tragic circumstances. They aren't able to cross over. Is there a typical thing that you see when it comes to that, of the way somebody died or the way somebody lived, that makes them more susceptible to being a haunter? Well, I think that's the thing. I think that there's different types of um, energy out there, if you will. So, I mean, you, we have interacted with some um, entities that are intelligent. We ask it to do something, it does it. We ask a question, we get a direct response. And there's some things that seem to be residual, it seems to be energy that's just stuck there playing on a loop for whatever reason. So, for instance, sometimes a lot of really old schools will have things happen there. So they'll hear like kids running or like laughter or something, even if there's no reported deaths there. So they don't really know exactly why that phenomenon is happening there. 
But the theory is, is that we don't think that's really an intelligent entity. It's not that someone's soul is trapped in that building, but rather that energy from, you know, them being there, them living there and everything that happened there just stays embedded for whatever reason. You see that a lot in places that have been around for a very long time. Uh, next question for you, because this stuff is honestly just really thrilling for me. Uh, have you ever been haunted by a pet? Because I watched the movie Pet Cemetery and it scared the absolute crap out of me. I, I think it's one of the worst films ever made just because it terrified me to my very core. The remake, not the original, the remake. Have you had pets that come back? Because I'm looking at my chihuahua wondering, you know, if there's anything that's going to haunt me, it's probably going to be her. Well, you know, I've, I've certainly heard stories of that. Not something we've encountered a whole lot. I mean, there's an old fort here in Detroit called Fort Wayne. Um, dates back to just before the Civil War era, I believe. Lots of experiences there. People have got recordings of hearing horses there, even though there weren't horses at, you know, at the place at the time. So could that be a residual thing? It could. Um, could there be an intelligent animal entity? I think it's possible. Just not something that we run into a whole lot. Yeah. All of this is, is so interesting to me. And of course, especially on Halloween. Thank you guys so much for taking all this time to explain all this paranormal activity. Let's just hope nothing follows us home from the distillery today where we tape this show. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We certainly appreciate it. And a happy haunting. Happy Thank Halloween. You. Thank you. Hillary Clinton is definitely going to haunt all of us. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. But still ahead, now that we've got the scary stuff out of the way, let's get to some good-natured fun. I have a Tommy impersonator on deck, and I can't wait to see what she's going to have to say, so don't miss it. The only thing more terrifying to the left, aside from hard work, hygiene, and the cold hard truth, is possibly two Tommies. Bacardi is off topic here and promiscuous as usual. Do you even have the qualifications to be here? <laughs> You condone violence, twerking, and really pointy nails. What about innocent Karens that are getting attacked in the streets regularly? I don't see color, except when I'm doing a smoky eye and a spray tan. I always go for the darkest shades. Oh, really, Tommy? You don't see color? You like these colors? You like my nails? Joining me now is the other me, actor and comedian Natalie Friedman. I've seen your videos impersonating me, and I certainly enjoy them. I think it's honestly very flattering, and I can laugh at myself. But I wonder, how did you get into doing that, and why Why me? Of all the conservatives that you could have picked to do a bit on, why did you choose me? Well, I had a TV audition, and I love your personality. I think you're very smart, and I think you're beautiful. And I heard you speak and I was like, I think I can probably do similar to her voice. I think I can do an impression. And there were some things going on on Twitter. And I'm like, let me do a little back and forth. And when I do my impressions, I always try to do it from a place of love. I never will spew hate or negativity into the impressions. It's always a light roast. So I'm glad that you you took it that way. And it's it's all love. I mean, I would love to do yoga and kale smoothies with you. <laughs> that sounds like a good time. No, I appreciate it. I always think it's funny. You know, I've had a lot of people impersonate me over the years in different ways and a lot of them not so lovingly, but I still laugh at it because honestly, I think it's great. Uh, you've done some other impressions though. Of course, in that bit that we played, you did a little bit of, of Cardi B and others. Has there been anybody else that you've done an impression of that has reached out to you? Um, I've had a few people reach out when I did, let me just break, when I did Cardi B, when I did that impression, she reposted me on her Instagram. Oh, so that was cool. Like Cardi showed me love. 
you're showing me love now is Tommy. So I've really only gotten the celebrities like laughing at it. I had Nicki Minaj like a video that I did of her. And so that's really the goal is just to keep it light. Right. Is there somebody that you're working on an impression of right now, maybe in the political space that you could share with us? You know, um, about a month ago when uh, Sarah Palin was running, I was doing a little bit of Sarah Palin because um, I'm from Minnesota. So she kind of has like a Minnesota accent a little bit. So I was doing Sarah Palin and, you know, I'm just going to be looking out for other strong women such as yourself to impersonate and see if there's anybody else that I should do. I'm always on the lookout. So if you have any ideas. Well, I always but for love- now, I'll be a stunt double. That's if I know you're really busy. I'll just be your stunt double. <laughs> I love that. Well, hey, if they ever call me asking me to do any kind of an action role, I will certainly think of you for that position. Uh, I wonder though, some of the other women on the other side, have you ever thought about doing an impression of any of the ladies on The View? Because they give a whole lot of content. <sighs> The View has a lot of content, a lot of bits. I, I don't think I've ever done an impression of any of them. Um, I, I think, you know, I don't know if I can do a Whoopi Goldberg voice. She's on The View, right? Yes. Not anymore? I don't know. What's the... She is on I The kinda, View, yes. Okay, okay, okay. So, but I uh, know I've never formally practiced. I'm, I'm ripped. I don't even, never. never. They, are, they are very different. Uh, Joy Behar is one of one of my favorites. Um, but we don't even need to hear it because we hear them plenty. I, I use their content in my show all the time. Similar to you, I like to have fun with people. But I always appreciate it. I honestly think it's it's very flattering. I'm honored and I'm humbled by it. And I appreciate you taking the time today on Halloween. Um, what color is your natural hair? Because that blonde looks great on you and I would consider it highly. You know, Tommy, I'm really considering going blonde. Like I, I want to look more and more like you. Honestly, I like the blonde. My natural is like a auburn, strawberry blonde, ash, depending on the lighting. So, but I, I was a blondie as a kid. Well, I think you should go full platinum because I think it works on you. Thank you so much Thank for being you. with us on Halloween. And I look forward to more of your videos. Thank you so much for having me, Tommy. And I'm here for you when you're really busy standing in. We'll, we'll do it together. Hey, we could call you in. I might have to go on a honeymoon, so I'll tell the producer. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much, Natalie. All right. Still ahead, unlike a lot of new country music wokesters, Luke Bryan knows his audience. And P.S., the left is throwing a fit. Final thoughts are next. Luke Bryan brings Governor Ron DeSantis out on stage at his Florida concert, and the liberals are losing their minds. Who wants to tell them that not only is Luke conservative, so are the majority of country artists and country fans. So stay triggered, liberals. It's time for Final Thoughts, powered by Four Patriots. The left, as well as the new age powder puff pop country wokesters trying to lay claim to the genre, want you to believe that just because the majority of entertainment is filled with woke liberals, country music is too. Well, sorry, wrong, and too bad. That's why the keyboard warriors and the minority of his concert goers have their double masks in a bind over Luke Bryan bringing Governor Ron DeSantis out on stage at his Friday night show in Jacksonville. According to some of these perpetually triggered whiny-ass snowflakes, Luke Bryan should have never dared to give a sitting governor the platform to raise money for Hurricane Ian victims because that sitting governor happens to be a Republican. Apparently that move was just too polarizing and traumatic for these losers who crave things to be offended by. 
But luckily, Luke has a backbone and he responded to these jerks saying in his post that he grew up in a country where if a governor asks you if they can come and raise awareness to help victims of a natural disaster, you help. And that that was more important to him than the social media chatter. But how dare he, right? Give me a freaking break. How many times have we had to endure political grandstanding from the artists on the left? Whether it's Hillary alongside Jay-Z and Beyonce, or Bon Jovi clamoring for Biden, or even the Dave Matthews band pulling for the half-coherent John Fetterman, why is it the liberals of entertainment get to be political and spread their liberalism disease and mental disorder far and wide, but heaven forbid a country singer welcome a sitting governor on stage to raise money for a natural disaster? What a crock of crap. But what Luke should have said is, I'm a conservative, I'll do what I want, and if you don't like it, pound sand. Country music is not woke, and country fans sure as hell are not. Now, the record executives and radio heads might think they're going to change that, but they are sadly, sadly mistaken. And to the wokesters, you have every other genre. You have Hollywood. You have mainstream media, academia, and for a short time longer, most of government. Take a deep breath, untwist your gender-neutral tidy whities get Booster 7, shut up, and leave country music the hell alone. And those are my final thoughts. Be sure to catch the entire show as well as exclusive content, of course, on Outkick.com. From Nashville, God bless and take care.